windows. Lock your doors. Keep your loved ones near. Time is running out. It's here for fear. Hi, this is Here for Fear, and I'm Donovan. And I'm Rick. And this is the podcast where we talk about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Um, today we are going to be talking about uh, 1985's uh, Reanimator. Um, we were supposed to be doing um, The Exorcist, but because of this uh, damn coronavirus, we decided to push that episode uh, back a bit um, just because uh, we were going to have a couple guests come on. And, uh, you know, social distancing and isolation, it just felt uh we thought it was a good idea to keep it to just us two and not have four yeah. people in a confined space exactly exactly so so we'll do uh the exorcist down the road um because we definitely want to have our two guests on for that um but uh we switched it up and we decided to do uh 1985's uh i guess hp lovecraft's reanimator so let's so before we jump into this uh let's do a uh kind of a quick uh synopsis of the movie Uh, Herbert West, who is played by uh, Jeffrey Combs, is a Swiss scientist who has discovered a fluid that brings dead tissue back to life. After the suspicious death of his professor in Switzerland, West moves to a a new university in Massachusetts uh, to continue his research. He involves fellow student Dan Kane and his fiancée Megan Halsey in his research by experimenting on their dead cat. Dan, who is fascinated by West's research, agrees to smuggle him into the hospital morgue. From there, they become involved in, a, in a bizarre experiments centering around reanimation of dead tissue. First of all, was this the first time you've seen Reanimator? Oh yeah. Okay, because I've seen it a few times. Um, I want to say maybe the third time I've seen it over the years. It came out in 1985, and um, I remember seeing this in the movie theater. Uh, I w- I went up to visit some family up in Reno, and we went to the movies and we saw a double feature of Reanimator and Weird Science. Oh, that's a packed lineup, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to say probably Reanimator was the first movie, and maybe Weird Science was the latter. I'm trying to, yeah, it was a long time ago, but I thought that was kind of a cool double feature, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, they're totally on the opposite end of the spectrum. They, they really are. Like, the only thing keeping them together at that point is, like, yeah, Weird Science, as in, yep, like, yep. literally Weird Science. Pretty much, yeah. One's, like... One's more about mad scientists and the other one's about horny teenagers trying to make a, like a woman, <laughs> yeah, that, a movie yeah. that would not fly today. Oh no, not at um, all. Is it, it's weird though, because I, we've talked about this before back in the day when they did these, um, these double features and this one was not at a drive-in because most of the time the double features was at a drive-in. Um, this one was at just a regular movie theater. Um, and it, it, it wasn't uncommon to do that, but it was more common to go to the drive-in for a double feature. And they would do that. They would put, they'd put a comedy and a horror movie. Remember we, we talked about this before they do like, say, I don't know, motel hell and some Cheech and Chong movie. And so I don't, I don't know if there was some sort of formula for that, or it, it was just, I don't know why they did that. Not, I'm not sure either. Um, you know, like comedy and horror films have always been on the bottom rung of like prestige movies, right? Yeah. You know, their movies not making the Oscars or getting the good critical reviews, especially back in like the 80s. So these are probably just like cheap movies to like have on hand and then to just smack them together and just like, hey, you want some cheap thrills and some laughs? Come here <laughs> down to the, the, the drive in <laughs> for like four hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, drive ins were cool. Uh, anymore not so much well these days apparently they're getting pretty popular again you know yes i have heard that because i mean you know you don't leave your car you don't leave your car it's built in social distancing i mean yeah you know because of this virus um yeah 
Um, Which is really strange. You think more companies would be like, let's just open up streaming sooner. That way people can just rent the movie at home. And we kind of saw that already with uh, Onward, right? Yeah. What were they charging for Onward? I think at first they were charging 20 bucks to buy it. And then I don't or rent know, it. to rent it. Rent. Yeah. I don't remember what the rental fee was, but I, it might be now on, on, on Disney plus it might be where, cause I think it, it was going to be released and a couple of weeks later. You could download it for free. I thought, but I, I haven't checked, but I, I know guess... they're doing that a lot with a lot of these movies there because obviously the theaters are closed. So they gotta, you know, they gotta recoup some of this money. So yeah. So they're, you know, I, I think you could go on to say Comcast and 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 hit a button and say I don't know whatever's supposed to be out right now and then you know you have the option to rent it right yeah and, which is a good idea I mean these guys sunk hundreds of millions of dollars into some of these movies you know they want to get their money back um, so you rent the movies online and uh, apparently some drive-ins crazy yeah. yeah not a lot of drive-ins even are around anymore. No. I mean, here in our area, I don't know. I'd say maybe two. I mean, maybe, maybe if that, you mm-hmm. know, I driving used to be the cool place to go. I loved going to the driving when I was a kid. I feel like a lot of places back in the eighties were the cool places to go. Nowadays, I don't feel like there is a cool place to go. It's more like what group chat are you in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, true, true. You know, yeah. Times are different. It's like very, it's even the different. mall is like whatever. I, I like know. kids these days. I still like going. See, that's the thing. I still like going to the mall, you know, because when I was younger, that's what I did. Yeah. You know, that was the thing to do. You know, you went to the mall. I mean, like, you know, perfect example, Fast Times. Fast Times, a lot of the movie takes place in a mall. It's a, it's a cool atmosphere. And it's I, where all I'm the there. young people are at. Yeah. You know, not, and yeah, yeah, young people still go to malls, but it's not like you not hear the term much. mall rat anymore. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. And it's a shame. We're getting ahead of ourselves, though. We're yeah. losing track. Yeah, uh, we're right. talking Reanimator today. So, okay, so I've seen this before, and you haven't. And what did you think? Yeah. Um. So I've known about this movie for at least a couple of years. Um. Like, you know, like as comfort food will be on YouTube a lot. So you know, occasionally I'll watch like a top ten list, and um, forget who's who I'm watching. Watch Mojo, maybe. Um. Like they'll do top tens like, fucking every single day for like any number of topics about movies and TV shows. Um, and so like they did one recommending horror movies and this was on their list. And of course there are other YouTubers I watch that are actually into like film criticism. And this was on one of their lists. I don't remember who, you know, just through the nature of the sheer amount of YouTube videos I watch on a day-to-day basis. I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I've seen clips of this movie and it always seemed wild to me. The scene that usually pops up is where they're kind of like messing around with the the first reanimated corpse in the hospital. Mm. And the movie just seems so kind of crazy, you yeah. know, like nothing really kind of tops that scene. Well, there, that's a lie. There's a lot of scenes that top <laughs> yeah. that scene in this movie. It, it is, but yeah. when you see that scene in isolation, it's like, well, this is crazy on a like Return of the Living Dead type of level. But like this is like the base craziness, you know, so we have only we can only go up. So like I I knew this was some weird horror movie, maybe like a weird horror comedy movie. And that's all I knew. And I knew there was crazy stuff in it. Um, So when I watched this movie not too long ago for the very first time, I was expecting that. And I got most of that. What I didn't expect was this to be a mad scientist movie. Yeah, which is exactly what it is. <laughs> yes, pretty um, much. There's actually two mad scientists in this movie. One's more of like a perverted mad scientist who apparently has like powers of voodoo um, or mind control. Mind and the control, other one yeah. is just kind of like your typical let's break the barrier of like death type of mad scientist. Um, yeah. And there was a lot of things I liked about this movie. Um, there are a lot of things I think I'm not a huge fan of. And there's also like scenes where I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and I kind of wish they didn't cross certain lines. Um, Cause you know, one of these characters you already kind of hate. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, did I, everything I just say sound positive? A little I, bit. I think overall I like yeah. this movie. I can see myself watching it again. Um, I, I think there's, there's just like this disconnect from you know my position in time especially when it comes to film um where like 
if a, a movie doesn't hit the right pacing for me, I'm kind of bored. And I'm seeing in a lot of like 80s movies where that pacing just isn't there. This movie moves. But for whatever reason, whether, you know, it's just, you know, these characters are standing too much or the camera is too static, where it just feels that the movie doesn't have this progression, even though it does plot wise, that just kind of makes me bored. So I was mm. actually, despite all the craziness that happens in this movie, I'm I'm like yawning a couple of times. Really? Yeah. Mm. And that's, it's wild to me. If you like wrote every event on paper and like a checklist and handed it to somebody they'd be like what the <laughs> hell is happening in this movie but when you're actually watching it's like okay let's just move on please um yeah. it's um this is a very i mean even though it was 85 it 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 feels like a mid-80s horror movie it feels like just in general a mid-80s movie yeah it has all those elements i, I mean it really does some of these movies in the 80s they don't feel like an 80s movie this one absolutely feels like an 80s movie. You've got like the checkbox stuff. You got like the romantic interest, right? You've got the straight lace character who's like going to experience all the madness. You got the wacky character who in this case is the mad scientist. You've got the antagonist who's a huge dick and a pervert, which yeah. I don't know how often that came up in 80s horror movies. But... Uh, it, it came up a bit. Okay. I mean, hell, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean... I, offhand i couldn't i can't i can't ramble off of some uh, a lot of them but that happened a lot in the 80s was that type of thing an older man creepy you know has a, a an infatuation for a a younger woman yeah. you know uh, in, in this case his what his, you know his um dean halsey's daughter you know megan you know i'm sure he's 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 admired her from a distance for a long time. I and mean, we see that later in the movie when he has some creepy ass file on her. Um, weird to have that in your office. Isn't Even weirder to have somehow have gotten your hands on like a lock of hair. That's that was kind of funky. Yeah. What's you know, interesting. I saw this again, saw this in 85, saw this years ago. So this has been this is the first time I've watched this in years. And 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 the reason why I haven't is because I was never a big fan of the movie. It was cool when it came out in 85. It, it's, it seemed when I watched it in 85, I hadn't seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of horror movies, but I hadn't seen any that kind of were like that. And so I, I felt uh, it was kind of, I don't know, I'm not going to say over the top or anything. Um, maybe I felt it was, was over the top for 85, um, you know. And then I watched it again, and it's like, whatever. And then I rewatched it uh, just, just um, today. And interesting i actually disliked it more than i did watching it in the past this definitely feels like a movie where if you don't know what you're watching you're going to be put off the entire time yeah um like it's easier to appreciate something when you know what a movie's doing and sometimes you only get that in either hindsight and you've got a great memory and you're thinking about that movie for a couple of days or you watch it again you know i kind of like knew what this movie was doing but only to like a certain degree because I've only heard people talk about it like non-spoilery. Yeah. So like when I came into this movie, I'm like, I kind of have an idea what it's doing. But then it deviated from that, from what I thought it was trying to do. Like it definitely veered more into like the cliche 80 stuff. I almost could have done without that five minute scene in the bedroom with the two kids talking. You know, it's too cutesy for me, you know, make it like quick. But they, it was like a five minute scene. We get you guys love each other. Um, I'm excited for you. But well, but it's the it's the quintessential 80s sex scene. You got to, you know, especially in a horror movie, you got to you got to make time to show, you know, the the breasts because well, you don't really see it in that scene. Oh, uh, you do. You do in the one. Yeah, you do a little bit in that one scene. Barely. You see it later on. It's for like sure, but... that's actually kind of like a, like a plus for me. It's like, oh, yeah, they're not even sexualizing this in any way, like titillating the audience. It's just kind of there. You know, you don't get that until the latter half of the movie where that you get the really awful scene. Yeah. You know, um, over here, it's not voyeuristic at all. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm, I'm with the movie, but it's going on for way too long. Um, no, what bothers me is when a movie just needs to hit you over the head with, you know, these guys are in love and, you know, <laughs> we're going to spend five minutes watching that happen. But I mean, I think that's but OK. Yeah. Did it go on a little long? Yes. But it's important to to the to the, to the movie to develop these two characters and and this love that they have for each other, because that love gets tested uh, a lot through this movie. 
I know. So, but my issue is just like, dude, I'm so bored with it, and I hate it when it comes up yeah, in movies because it's, it's 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 the sledgehammer approach. You know, they're hitting you in the in the the, the cheek with like a, a baseball bat, and it's breaking my jaw, and it's too much. Give me a light tap. Let me see that they're in love in some other way that's plot related and not an exposition dump saying they're head over heels for each other. Yeah. No, you know? I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I don't disagree at all. I, I mean, I really, you know. But, uh, uh, but yeah. Yeah. But, um, we, got, we got a note not too long ago to <laughs> the spoilers abound in this podcast. From here on out, we've already kind of talked a little bit about it. We're, we're going to be discussing yeah. this entire movie. Yeah. I mean, so, if, you, if, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you know, you could either, uh, you know, stop us, go watch it, and then come back or just, you know, stay tuned. And, and yeah, we are going to, you know, we are going to uh, spoil, uh, um, you know, Every movie that we uh, talk about, we're we're talking essentially from from start to finish. So if you haven't seen it, you're you're gonna know about it, and we're gonna spoil stuff. You know? Right. So so yeah. So this movie starts with um, well, a couple of police officers banging at the door, um, trying to get into uh, an office, probably at like a university or something, yeah. or in a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And when they finally get in, they see Herbert West, our mad scientist. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Dr. Dr. Gruber. Sure. Not, not to be mistaken from, for, uh, Hans Gruber yep. from, uh, from Die Hard. <laughs> That's true. That's the exact same name. <laughs> and this is before Die Hard. Interesting. Yeah. A couple of years. I okay. think, yeah. Like maybe three years before Die Hard. That's funny. Um, yeah. And Hans Gruber is dead and his eyes <laughs> pop open. And... Hans Gruber. No, that's Die Hard. The, his name is Dr. Hans Gruber. No, it's not. Is it, it is seriously? Dr. I'm looking at Wikipedia oh, right now. It's Dr. Hans ha, Gruber. Is it Han, Hans Gruber? H-A-N-S. So Hans. That's Whatever. It's, it's pronounced Hans. Okay. So, so in Rihanna, see, I just, I just saw Dr. Gruber. Nope, it's Dr. And, Hans Gruber. Oh, so that's hilarious. So I was just joking. I had no idea that, that his character name was Hans. I just knew it was Dr. Gruber. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Dr. Hans Gruber's not looking so good. We find out that he died. Um, Herbert West brought him back to life with some fancy magical reagent, basically a solution to bring a, a reanimated tissue back to life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Herbert West gave him way too much. His eyes pop out. Um, so, you know, we're getting a lot of it. See, this is economical. This is fantastic. I love this. You know, we're getting the movie in a microcosm. You know, this movie is crazy. You know, it's going to be a little bit gory. It's going to be a little bit over the top. You know, Herbert West is crazy. You know that uh, this movie is going to be about bringing basically a zombie movie in disguise. They're not zombies, but they're essentially zombies. And uh, you know that too much of this solution is going to make the body go bad. So, like, in a quick, like, two-minute scene, we're getting a lot of information. So Now, hold on. Compare this to, uh, uh, what is it? Um, I forget their character names. Dan Kane. And Megan freaking having <laughs> fun times while saying, oh, my dad is the dean. Oh, my dad. I call him daddy and all this stuff. And we're in love. <laughs> Five minutes of that. And this two minute scene goes over all of that. I know. Without saying anything. See, so, this is when the movie's doing doing great for me. So rewatching this, I'm like, I know Donovan loves this intro because this intro spanked of Dead Alive, which I knew you loved. Yeah. And this one was this yeah. was a little <laughs> it was a little uh shorter, but it, it yeah, it got right to the point, you know. Yeah. And I knew and and then it goes into that eighties eighties music and that intro and that's and a cool intro by the it way is with cool all intro. the like the different colors and all the like medical images and all that i really like that too yeah but when a movie's economical and it's doing like five different things really fast and it's not wasting any time and it's fun on top of that like i'm into that yeah you know when a you got clever filmmaking and that's very very clever um a lot of this movie is clever but you know it falls into the trap of well let's let's do the lazy thing you know, and I'm not going to fault it. It's not like every movie can be like an Edgar Wright movie or a Quentin Tarantino movie. No. Where they're just jamming a million ideas into like every one minute of uh, film time. Well, reality is there's not a lot of filmmakers that are like the two you just mentioned. I know. I mean, so, you know, so, th- but this one was, uh, you know, this one was, uh, uh, this is directed by real fast and we'll jump back into it. Stuart Gordon, who actually just died about three weeks ago. Um, he did uh, Dolls. Uh, did from beyond and he did uh, fortress um i've seen all three 
They're okay. Uh, you I, wouldn't know, the mind, I wouldn't mind talking about Dolls at some point. Dolls was, you know, Dolls was a movie I liked when it came out. And then I rewatched it a few years back and it didn't hold up as much for me. It doesn't mean it wasn't a good movie. It just wasn't as good as I remember. From Beyond is, is I don't know if you'd like that one or not. And uh, You're forgetting a movie he did. He did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, I purposely one, left those well, out. Though, one, one of the greatest movies of all time. I purposely left that out because, you know, <laughs> we're, a, we're a horror podcast. And so even though Fortress really isn't a horror movie, I think I saw wow, it once. Wow, Reanimator was his first uh, feature film. Yeah. And he yeah, just died like three weeks ago. Um. Yeah, bummer. But but uh, so okay, so we got the cool intro. Is what's what? How does this? Doesn't it start out with a a, you know? Is he a doctor? He's just a medical student. He's a medical student, but he's very bright. He's basically like a full fledged doctor. He knows. Yeah, he knows knows his shit. shit. And he's in the. They're in the emergency room. He's trying to. You know, they're trying to bring someone back, and you know, uh, there's uh, they they fell. And so, you know, he's a little kind of, uh, I don't know, bummed out, you know, loses, loses a patient. This is another economical scene. We see Dan is committed to keeping people alive. So he, he values life. He's a hard worker. He's uh, competent because he's in a position where he's able to be trusted by the doctor who's kind of helping him along. Right. You know, we get a lot of information in the scene, too. It's another well-crafted scene. Yeah. But, you know, the, the patient dies and Dan is very upset about it. The next scene right after, um, we meet up with Megan at the hospital. Oh. You know, they meet each other there, and he's got a an ad for um, a room for rent in his house that he's trying to afford but can't. Um, and then we go to that scene where we get Dan and Megan. They're doing what couples do, and then they're having a good time with each other. We get a lot of exposition. Megan is the daughter of the dean for the hospital slash school that Dan is at. Um, don't we get a scene though inside of the um inside of the either the morgue or the classroom where um dean halsey introduces uh you know dr herbert west to uh to dan i I don't know if dan is there and and dr carl we totally do um so that's that's important because i mean that's where we meet herbert west where dan and herbert west meet each other yeah and they you could tell right off the bat herbert you know uh doesn't respect him well not, not dan but the doctor dr carl hill Who's yeah, also yes. like a neurosurgeon, basically a, like brain, a brain guy. Yeah, brain guy. He's yeah, brain <laughs> guy. Uh, he knows a little bit about the brain. Um, yeah. So does Doctor Herbert West and uh, uh, Doctor Hans Gruber, who is of course dead. Hans. Whatever. Hans. I'm American. This is how I, I read it on it's accident, Hans, man. It's Hans. No, it's Hans. Mister, <laughs> uh, we'll just Mister Gruber. Doctor Gruber. Doctor Gruber. Yeah, he didn't um, go to he didn't go to ten years of medical school for you to call him Mister. <laughs> uh, good one, Dad. Um, so Dr. <laughs> Carl Hill and uh, West do not like each other, mostly because West is very antagonistic. He looks down on Carl Hill. Carl Hill doesn't like that because he thinks he's a big shot. And he kind of is a big shot because at the hospital they're at, you know, the dean is constantly saying, yeah, this guy over here is the biggest grant uh, bringer in guy. Bringer in guy. Well, he's like bringing in probably tr- hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars to the oh, hospital, you yeah. know. Um, so obviously it's a big deal here. But when it comes to the research, West has already cracked, you know, brain death. So from his perspective, Hill is a pile of trash. And, and I think he, and he, he treats him like that. I think he even accuses of him of ripping off Dr. Gruber, doesn't he? Like a play, plagiarizing, plagiarizing yeah, yeah, plagiarizing his stuff. I mean, immediately you can tell this this you know Dr. Herbert West is he's kind of pompous, you know, very cocky, definitely creepy. Um, but he's I mean he's your typical uh, right. I mean I don't know a lot of he's mad your science. mad genius dude. He's a mad yeah mad scientist. He yeah. checks all the boxes. He checks all of them. Yeah. He's yeah, and he's a huge jerk to people he doesn't you know respect, and he does not respect Carl Hill, Doctor Carl Hill at all. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so they're also one more important thing. Mm-hmm. Like just because Carl Hill is like he is smart, like he's even developed his own um sort of like lobotomy gun so it's like a laser where he just kind of sh- you know yes. it at someone's forehead in a specific spot and it lobotomizes them yeah that's his invention that actually is important yeah yeah so that's the other thing we see in the scene again getting a lot of stuff i like mm-hmm. this movie 
Um, you know, we're getting it in just a few minutes. Yeah. It's great. So we got um now we go to the apartments yeah. or the, the house stuff. You know, we get all that exposition about, you know, the dean, dean's daughter, yeah, Dan, scholarship, all this stuff. Yeah. Once um, you once you, you know, I won't spend the night. Once you once you graduate, we'll get married, blah, blah, blah. Um, she goes to uh she goes to leave, opens up the door. Dr. Herbert West is there, you know, startles her. Hey, I'm here to rent out the room. Um, and you know, then money talks, baby. Yeah. You know, he whips out that wad of cash. It's got a basement, which yeah. now he can do all of his uh, his crazy uh, mad scientist shit. Don't you find it so funny that <laughs> this the entire plot of this movie is kicked forward? Not not because of uh, what happened to Mr. Gruber, but because uh Dan just needed a little cash for his. <laughs> he's a starving uh, medical student, man. I mean, yeah. shit, you know. So he's gonna take that money and and screw this creepy guy. He'll be all right, you know. Um, I, I relate uh, to that quite well. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do, Mister um, uh, Berkeley guy. Okay, uh, so yeah, um, Megan has that look. Do not. Re- she keeps shaking her head. Don't rent to this fucker, man. Megan's really smart. She's right. Was uh, Mister Doctor West is a crazy dude and he seems crazy like it's not like he's not hiding it but money talks you know you know what's what what i do like you're talking about the pacing of this movie there's no lull there's not a lot of a lull i know you're talking about the scene where there's five minutes of them but other than that there's not a lot of that when it comes to plot related stuff absolutely like it seems like every scene isn't wasted it's the length of the scenes that i feel like go on too long or it's it's just the the act of the filmmaking like uh, just a static shot, you know. I find that stuff very boring. If it, if there's just one shot hold held onto a person for thirty seconds and it's not motivated, yeah, yeah, you know, I get you. Like the the ones where Doctor Carl Hill are doing his like mind control voodoo stuff, and it's like half lit and light and shadow. It's very up close. It's kind of like moving ever so slightly, and it's just like him dominating the frame. But it's just that shot for like 20 seconds. I'm not yeah. bored at all during that. No, no, uh-uh. No, not at all. Um, so let's see here. We got, um, I think, uh, Dr. Hills over at Dean's house uh, for dinner. Um, Dan comes over to pick up uh, Megan. We start to get that sense that Dr. Hill has had what a crush infatuation creepy he's like talking up megan way too much for anyone who would just be passively interested in like the dean's daughter you know like or like my colleague's daughter and talking down on dan to the dean major shit talker this guy it's like not even subtle (laughs) he's like this guy sucks just (laughs) let me date your daughter please that's just he's probably he's got to be close to the same age as the dean no, it's weird, especially like let's just pretend they knew each other for a very long time. Like you're telling me this guy's known her since she was a kid. That's gross. It is gross. Yeah, this guy sucks. And yes, he probably has known her since she was a kid, that yeah. little girl. And it's it is it's it's yeah, it's funky. During it's this scene, cool. we get the first thing that Dr. Carl Hill might have some supernatural ability. And to the movie's credit, I think it doesn't ever explain this. No, you know, it's it just it does seem to be real because it also works on Dr. West in a later scene where he's able to sort of convince people to do something that they might not want to do. And he just it, he has like a look about him or maybe a way with words and he gets them to do basically exactly what he wants. He does this three yeah. times. Does it here? Does it with Megan? And he does it with West. Um, and it's a little it's very unnerving. Um, and I'm surprised it works because the movie yeah. outside of this reagent doesn't seem to be doing anything too supernatural. No, but it seems that anything is game in this universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think we're at the apartment or house. Um, well, real, real fast, he yeah. does convince the dean to basically hate Dan. Do you think so? Yeah, absolutely. Did you take? Did you take that? It was a hate. I, I didn't. I just kind of thought he'd, he'd, you know, he laid down some foundation, kind of planted that seed that Dan wasn't a, you know, this or that. I, I think I so, because yeah. at this point he's convincing that uh, he's convincing the dean that Dan is actually just using the daughter. When before oh. he actually liked Dan, had no, he, he thought that for a second. Then he was like, no, Dan is a very genuine person. He's smart. He's a good fit for my daughter. I like him. Yeah. And then he does a complete 180 just after that conversation and that voodoo magic with uh, Dr. Hill. Yeah. So I absolutely think he actually huh. despises Dan here. I don't see. I didn't, I didn't get that at all. I mean, you know, down the road, we, we get why he's. Yeah. 
because in the next yeah. scene they talk this is after the reagent stuff and he's trying to talk to the dean and convince him to like let's fund west um yeah but he's like no fuck you get out of here you and west pack your bags you're done and he's very like he's somewhat professional during that entire conversation but it's laced with vitriol yeah no that's true that's true yeah i guess i didn't i, didn't, I mean i i didn't catch i didn't catch the whole brainwashing thing with that um, there's no what else could it be man yeah. like I, I was willing to just be like oh yeah hill's a creepy guy and he's got a way with words and a specific mm. presence but when he like forces west to basically give him his note it's like oh yeah that has to be some sort of like weird unexplained mind control this movie is using yeah see i didn't yeah you know what i mean i guess you're right i didn't i just took it as a you know bigger man bully you know um type of thing and you know yeah um hmm. but i mean so okay so we we're at the so we're at the the house they're looking for the cat right they go into um, dr west's bedroom or bedroom inside the fridge is the cat because the cat's dead um I i did like that part where he explains well i was gonna I found the cat dead and I was going to write you a note. What was that? The note going to say something like dead cat details later, call you later. Something like I thought that was kind of funny. Very dry Um, humor. Yeah. I like it. It was good. Um, But uh, you know that he explains it. I guess they, I Megan doesn't buy it. Dan, I guess buys it. He needs that rent money. Um, But then he wake, he gets, he gets uh, woken up in the middle of the night, right to a, to um, some cat noises ends up downstairs in the basement and, the cat's attacking Dr. West. <laughs> yeah, this seems great. This is pretty good. I, I, I love this part. Yeah. This movie was only made for $900,000, and you can definitely see it in this scene. Yeah. Where there, we got two actors <laughs> with uh, one light source, uh, you know, the, like a, a, a swinging light, you know, so you can't really see much of anything. And they're just kind of reacting to stuff falling off of shelves and tables and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's a great scene. The cat is, you know, it was a dead before. Now it's alive and it's running around the uh, the basement laboratory. Yeah, but Dan doesn't Dan doesn't think. Oh, it wasn't dead. The, the cat was never dead. Yeah, you it's, just like yeah. slowed it down with some sort of like fancy drug. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, and and <laughs> but the, the it's definitely dead now because the cat was thrown against the wall. It has a broken spine. It's in two basically, <laughs> two pieces, like a yeah. Kit Kat, but with like a lot of blood and stuff. And it was like, hey, dude, let me show you something really cool. And so it grabs the reagent. And I was actually kind of concerned about this as a prop. Maybe uh. someone else, like on the internet, knows what's going on here. But whenever I see like a bright, shiny thing, I'm like, oh yeah, that's like a radioactive material and someone probably got cancer from that prop. And I really, cause that's what used to happen actually like back in like the early 1900s with some, some products oh. um, like a shiny thing was radioactive material and people got cancer. I think that was, did, I think it was in the wizard of Oz when the tin man, all the, the makeup that the, tin I think man, that was some sort of respite. Yeah. Maybe you're yeah, right. Yeah. He, he, the makeup that, what was the wizard of Oz thirties, but I think they were just using lead. And obviously yes. lead is just poisonous. Yes. Not radioactive. No, no, no. But Definitely I'm, not radioactive. But the, the makeup in, in The Wizard of Oz for the Tin Man, I think that I've heard he had, yeah, developed, I don't know if it was cancer, died from something that was related to that. Yeah. Um, and so he I, also got yeah. cut from the movie, too. He didn't even get the part, essentially, because he got sick from that. And then they changed the paint and then the new guy, well, you uh, know, the rest. Yeah. The rest is history. Um. Anyway, that's just a sidetrack. I hope it was something like, clever i don't know i you know but speaking of the agent is that not quintessential that's typical like 80s mid 80s horror you got that fluorescent that was big that green fluorescent liquid i mean you saw it in all the 80s movies i mean that either it was pink or it was purple or blue but this was that it was that well you know we're, we're talking you know mad scientist it's gonna have to be that toxic green how the hell do they get i mean I thought I had watched a YouTube video on how to do that. And it, and it had to do with something like, God, I don't remember what it was peroxide and something else to make that, to make that glowy color. Cause that shit's cool. Yeah, it is cool. But it's typical. You know, you see, it's funny. You say it's like typical eighties. I don't think that ever died. We don't see it very much, but like, if you check out the resident evil games and there, there has been two that have been remade in the past couple of years. Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake. And I just played Resident Evil 3. Oh, yeah. And there's a vaccine you get at one point in the game. And it's like <laughs> bright, shining purple. And it ah, looks so cool. Is. And I'm yep. like, oh, yeah, this is like a cliche that hasn't died. And yeah. I'm like into that. 
you know so it hasn't it hasn't disappeared at all that's good because it's so it's so cool because i'm at it you know i love it i love the supernatural stuff where it's like yeah it's shiny so you know it's like super high tech or <laughs> shiny, like magical and yeah yeah um so yeah he he injects the cat with it and the cat comes back um yeah so it's dan, dan, crazy. Is now, dan is now convinced he goes to dean halsey this is what the scene you were talking about earlier where, yeah, he's like, fuck you tell, you know, Dr. Herbert West, he's done here. And what was he doing? With, was he suspending Dan permanent? I mean, what was the deal there? Dude, he was sacking him. You're out. He was, you know, your scholarship has ended. He has no money. It's done. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm sorry. His loan, he doesn't have a scholarship. His loan was done. He's not getting a scholarship. He can't pay for um, school or learning here. So he's out. And West is out too. Um, but then, uh, you know, uh, Dan and Wes concoct some crazy idea while they're sneak, still there, yeah, sneak, sneak into, into the, the morgue, yeah. prove that the reagent works on a human body. And then not only will they keep their jobs, but they'll get funding, too. <laughs> yeah. It's an idea that has no flaws. <laughs> um, so they do that. They yeah. sneak into the morgue. I like the, the side character cop who just kind of like. Like on the sidelines, experiencing all this craziness. I, love this guy, yeah. I also love it. He just does not give a shit about his job. He's nope. constantly taking like thirty minute breaks, <laughs> reading nudie <laughs> magazines. Doesn't care at all. This guy's dope. I like this guy. What does he say? He, I'm thinking what he said. He said there was something he said. He goes, "Yeah, yeah. he's like, we have locked doors, but ain't no one trying to get in. Ain't no one coming out." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, he's yeah. a cool guy. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for him because, yes, like, it's kind of his fault in a way. <laughs> yeah. We just like, yeah. no, guys, you can't do this tonight. Um, so, yeah, they 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 scan the morgue for any number of, like, viable corpses. They, they, they choose the first one they see that's okay, and that's a guy who died of, like, cardiac arrest. Some big buff guy. They should have just oh, chosen fuck. a kid or something. Um, so, yeah, big guy. His body's fully intact. He just died that day. You know, it was just a heart attack. His brain's all good. So they inject the reagent. Nothing happens. The The first dose is 15 cc. The next dose is 20 cc. Uh, and then after a little bit, the body comes back to life. Um, it starts causing havoc. Yeah. Uh, Dean comes down because, oh, hey, these guys should not be here, right? Yeah. So he's, he's you know, going to the morgue to, like, kick them out. He doesn't bring anybody else. He says, Megan, stay up here. The guard is, in, is, is taking a 30 minute break. Um, <laughs> and uh, he comes into this corpse and then the corpse kills the Dean. Yes. Basically the, what? A do- well, yeah. Breaks through the metal door. Door falls on top of him. He gets crushed, but then, you know, he's still kind of, alive he's still kind point. of alive, gets his fingers bit off, which Ooh. just fucked up, uh, slammed around the, the room a bit. And then, uh, yeah, I, what, what are they? He finally just gets strangled or something. Is that, no, how? he just gets like punched to death, P- punched to death. Okay. At least I think he dies that, that way. It could have been any number of those things. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And then could have honestly even died of shock. I mean, this is, yeah, this is a big shit show right now in this, 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 this didn't go how they uh, planned it. And all. then like Wes takes the little head skull cutter and just like slams it through the, the back of the chest of the it's guy. It's kind of a cool part. Killing the heart or whatever. And then the corpse kind Pretty of falls Pretty cool. Left. I mean, it punches, basically we see it punch through his chest and come out the other end. It's a cool, yeah. it's a cool effect. Yeah. You know, it's a cool kill. I mean, you know, this isn't a slasher, so we're not going to talk about the kills like you know we're not gonna rate them or anything but it's a cool it's a cool kill you know yeah it's cool i uh, like the construction of it was probably pretty interesting because that guy's head was still like obviously a human head like yeah. like the actor's head yeah so they probably had like some like prosthetic body in front of them they had the guy like probably positioned pretty awkwardly next to the the actor who plays west who then like drills it like yeah it's all probably all hidden behind the prosthetic but it's like neat I'm always cool about like how a, I, yeah. an effect is done. I expect, yeah, the practical effects we've talked about in the past. I love these. And, and then, <laughs> and then later on where Dr. Hill is just the head, what they probably did is just, they had him like under the table or like, oh, yeah. they just kept his, the rest <laughs> of his body out of frame, you well, know? Yeah. I mean, it course. works. It does. You it can does. tell they're doing some tricks for that. Oh but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still down for it. So anyway, uh, you know, now they've got a, the freshest body they have in the Dean. West wants to experiment and give him the reagent. They do. And I, I forget the dosage. 
Um, he gives him a slightly uh, lower dosage. I think it was I think a lower. A, I thought it was 15 or something. I thought like it was 12 too. or something. Maybe. I don't remember. Um, he comes back to life. It's obviously not fully the Dean, but he seems to have sort of consciousness because he responds to Megan's cries of daddy. And first of all, dude, you got to stop saying daddy in films. It, <laughs> no, dude. One time is okay. After the one time, it's 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 too much. It's too weird. It is weird. No no twenty plus year old woman should be calling her dad. At daddy. what point did the daddy become weird though? You know, nineteen thirties maybe. Nineteen thirties it did. Yeah, I don't know. Right after Gone with the Wind. You know, it's it's like it's okay when you have a a kid and they're to a certain age, and then at some age when they get past that age, it's just dad or pops or whatever it is. But daddy or, does or like Rick. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the security guard comes back from his, from his a long extended break, <laughs> you know, what the hell has happened. And of course, you know, Dr. West is, is lying about this and that and all this other shit. He just concocts a story where, you know, they're kind of getting off scot-free, even the cops buy the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's convenient for the story, but, um, you know, Megan obviously knows, you know, they did something uh, to her dad. He is now in, I think, Dr. uh, Dr. Hill's care in a straight jacket. Okay. Crazy to have that in his office. Yeah, right. That's what I was going to just say. That's weird to me. Uh, Here's my office. And oh, by the way, I have this padded room. We'll just chalk this up to a $900,000 budget. It was cheaper (laughs) to just. Put these two rooms like on the same set. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We also get the, we can see him in the background while they're talking and all that. Whatever. It, it does just ignore it. It works. Yeah. But it is super weird. Well, I mean, this all this whole movie is weird. We can get forgive this one like infrastructure hospital thing. Like whatever. Have you this ever, is not the weirdest thing in the movie. I know you're a big uh you're a big reader and and you know I'm not. Have you ever read of any of HP Lovecraft's The closest stories? I've ever gotten to any of this stuff is like Poe's poems, which I read a lot of. Oh. And his short stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um I think they're probably similar in tone, but I actually haven't any read HP Lovecraft. From what I understand the guy was a huge racist. So I'm probably not oh, going to really? be reading anything soon. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I'll, we'll just say allegedly I was watching like red letter media and they were talking about like some movie. Oh yeah. It's because I was like, I was just like watching YouTube videos before we were going to talk about what were we talking about like a week or two ago. Those, oh yeah. In the mouth of madness. Oh. And like, yeah, they're talking about like HP Lovecraft. And then like when like, Richard was like, Oh yeah, uh, H.P. Lovecraft is like a giant racist or whatever. Oh really? So like maybe he's not, but from what I understand, that's like the general opinion. Oh okay. So like you know, fuck that guy. So it's not a, it's not our opinion. It's just what you've heard. It's what I've heard. Um, I mean, if you want me to just check real fast, nah, it's, it's let not. Me fact it's, check this really quick. It's not quick. important. If he is, if he or is it a he? I assume it's a he. Yeah. If he is racist, I don't want to give him any more airtime. Um, you know, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's great. You know, um, but uh, okay, so so uh, Megan knows. Uh, oh, so okay, so at Doctor Hill's office, then there's a there's that kind of creepy scene with dr hill and megan you know yeah and he's doing the voodoo stuff and he's also like coming on really strong he's really close to her like this is one of those scenes where you know i'm the man and i'm tall and i'm bigger than you and uh you know i have full authority because of those facts but he's also doing the voodoo stuff like i don't know if it's working for her but Uh, we get that we get that same stuff i don't think so either yeah no but you know he's definitely trying to do that uh, it's interesting because when I rewatched this, I didn't get that voodoo stuff. But now that you're talking about it, huh? What else it, could it be? I don't know. See, I just thought with most of everyone else, it was just uh, the um, you know him him doing that procedure. But but I didn't catch earlier on how he did it with the dad. I just chalked it up as he was just you know uh, you know bad mouthing Dan you know for his own personal gain. But and I would agree with you if it was not for the next time he uses yeah, it on West because because it did seem that the dean went ape shit on on that um hmm. interesting yeah so yeah he he basically gets her to sign off that uh for him to be able to uh do invasive exploratory surgery on the dean just to see what's going on with him and he does and he finds out that the dean is actually dead and then he also ends up giving him a lobotomy 
Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen in this scene. It happens a little bit later, but we'll just get that out of the way now. Um, just because we can just talk about all the crazy stuff that happens in the last 30 minutes of this movie. Yeah, it is. Um, so, uh, you know, um, what happens next? Doc, Dr. Hill goes to, uh, goes to the, uh, Dan and, and Herbert's house. Oh, all right. Yeah. And, we were just talking and, about yeah, that. Yeah. And, and, um, and Herbert is, you know, Dr. West is downstairs. Uh, I but know. I think at this point is I'm getting this movie mixed up. It's crazy, dude. I, I watched this like 12 hours ago and I already forget the order of this stuff. So Dan, is he still in the, uh, uh no, the I house think, or is he uh, no, I think, at Megan's? I think Dan went over to Megan's to see how she was doing. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, I'm not and, confused. And, yeah. And so then, you know, Dr. Hill goes to, to, to Herbert's, uh, he's down in the basement. <laughs> Look, dude, I know you killed, uh, I know you killed, uh, Dean. You brought him back. You're going to, sh- you know, you're going to share me your notes and, sh- you know, I'm going to take credit for this. That's basically what he's saying. You know, what's funny is we get validation on Herbert West, like on his uh, accusation of plagiarism. Yeah, this guy probably did steal uh-huh. shit in the past. Yeah. This guy sucks on like two different levels now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm like, West, dude, I know you're freaking wild and crazy, but I'm on your side. I cannot uh, it's stand hard, people who, right? Not who to be... copy someone's homework. No, exactly. And then takes credit yeah. for it. Like at the beginning, you kind of, this guy, you just kind of hate him. He's douchey and just fucking smug. And, but then you start to go, okay, well, you know, yeah. Because then Dr. Hill is just, just terrible. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, well, hey man, you're, you're still going to get something out of it. You'll be famous because you'll be my assistant. Um, and so he's looking at the notes and he's like, man, West, you're a genius, dude. No one's going to know because they're going to think it's me. And then of course, uh, West takes a shovel, bam. And it's like one of those shovels where it's not even like the pointy tip at the end. It's just like the flat one. Yeah. So he, he knocks him out. He's not like knocked out. Then he takes the shovel and just like decapitates Hill. Pop, 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 pop. Yes. Yep. It's not and, easy, dude. No, I can't know. Um, um, and then uh, puts him. Uh, I love the scene where he puts him in that tray, and he can't get his head to to stay up, and so he takes the those desk. Uh, what are those? Those desks? It's like a note thingy that you just I put your notes on. I never liked those. Those, but old, it's like a giant needle or like a nail yeah, or something. Who the hell thought that was a good idea? Let Why me, would you want to destroy your notes? Who? But but who the hell puts that on their desk? I mean, to me, that's just I don't know. I I never liked those things because you could trip on it and then Dude, you're like, absolutely, yeah. man. It's the um, same reason in the dishwasher you have the knives and the forks pointed downwards. That's right, I do. Yep, that's right. I've been uh, I came up with that years ago. It's uh, just I'm sure in case. you're the first person to. I know. Huh? I started that shit. You know, because um, you just never know, man. And I, I can tell you, I don't know how many different times I've almost slipped in the kitchen after washing dishes because it gets on the anyways. Um, so he he puts that uh, that that thing in the in the tray and then sticks the head in and then uh, shoots it up with this, uh, you know, this with a this, reagent. Yeah, reagent. West cannot give the up the opportunity to experiment. No, <laughs> if he puts in the reagent into a decapitated head and the body without a head, is this still going to work? And the answer is it does. And if it does work, what's going to happen with the head and the body, like locomotion? Does the head have any control over the body? Turns out it does. Yeah. And he finds out because he gets knocked out by the Dr. Hill body. Yeah. Um, and the Hill body or the Hill head is even able to think and talk. Yes. You know, and have some sort of consciousness and awareness. Yes. Yep. Yes. So, so he wakes up and. This is, it's also like when it comes to West's reagent, this is the most. Um, probably his biggest success because yes, absolutely. Hill is able to think and perform actions yeah. like an actual person. Yeah. Yeah. He knocks him out. He wakes up, realizes all of his shit is gone. This was, this was funny as hell though. How the hell did Dr. Hill with his decapitated body and his head and tray walk all the way from the house to the university into his office and no one recognizes him. No one sees him. The, I, I mean, I, I know we're supposed to suspend belief. There's, but first of all, it took like, hilarious. It took like three days to walk over there and he probably tripped a lot. <laughs> and it was probably like Halloween for like three days. So no one questioned it. No one questioned it. These are all like things in the movie that doesn't explain, but let's just, you know. Yeah. Let's just think that's what happens. Yeah. Who knows, man? Also, how far away is this place? Did he take a bus? You know, I think we talked about this before, or at least I know I talked to you about this off mic at some point, but there was like someone on Reddit who like, like came up with, uh, I think it was Jason Voorhees somehow 
drove like oh, 300 Mike, miles. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Thank you. In, in Halloween. We have talked about this and yes. I always thought this for years. Michael How, Myers yeah. somehow drove 300 miles from one part of the country to the other. And like the number <laughs> of right turns you would have had to make. Did he use the blinker or not? <laughs> did he salt to yeah. buy gas or did he just take someone else's shit? Yeah. You know, like these are questions that happen off screen where it's just like, let's not think about the logistics of this. Let's just have fun in the movie. No. We, but like yes. this would be like yeah. an entire joke on its own. You can make a whole movie on just him doing that um because it happens a little later when dean halsey goes and gets megan and and carries her all the way you know and he looks just like a friggin' zombie and again that's no one questions that either i don't know but yes i mean we are we we have to in these types of movies we have to suspend belief because yes so um but we're yeah. we're back at his uh is this uh, are we at the morgue yeah, um, he were in the office first. He sticks the fake head onto his head. You know, the head where you like demonstrate to like patients or like <laughs> actually like that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, and then he sneaks in and gets past the security guard, who again is apt is is just sitting there reading the nudie magazine. Not even. Hey, is that Doctor You? Is that you, Doctor Hill? <laughs> yeah, it's me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. He then he goes into the morgue. Uh, I think he he tells the dean to go and, you know, this is where he has that mind control. He gets him to go and get Megan. Mm, yeah. Because I know Dan and Megan are at the house and um, making sure she's safe. And then he like, yeah. gets clocked out yeah. by the dean. And then he, the dean drags uh, Megan to the hospital. Yeah. Then we get an awful scene where like uh, Dr. Hill forces the dean, the dad, to strip his daughter yeah. naked. And then he's like you know, sexually assaulting her. It gets very, very dark and super quick. Yeah. Yep. And this yeah. would be the one titillating scene, I would say, that's in the movie because you just see her naked body a bunch. He's touching her. He's, you know, tonguing her, you know, on various parts of her body. Blood's getting everywhere. It's it's a truly awful scene. And if yes. you did not hate Dr. Hill at this point, you certainly do now. Oh, absolutely. This is like reprehensible shit. And it's Dude, when this scene was happening, I was as soon as like the dean stripped his daughter, I was like, "What the fuck is this movie yeah. doing?" Yeah, this is the maybe the only scene in this movie where like I, 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 I dude, I make it's so uncomfortable for me, where like I don't want to watch this movie again just for this, you know? Um, it's awful. It's 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 awful. It's it's not a good scene. Um, yeah. What's crazy is at this point in the movie, there's only like ten minutes left, so a lot happens in the next ten minutes. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Wes uh, gets uh, Dan, uh, you know, they go, he goes and finds him at that house. Um, you know, he had been knocked out and, hey, we got to get to the, we got to get to the hospital. Um, you know, Dr. Hill stole my shit, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, Megan's gone. We got to go and, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And then we get our action set piece. Um, we get in confrontation from Wes and Dr. Hill. Uh, West is actually, you know, this is like the West is a good guy, which we haven't seen before, but this is West, you know, distracting Dr. Hill, both the head and the body. So Dan can free the, uh, the strapped down Megan and yeah. clothe her and all that. And he does. It's like, West is a kind of a good guy now. Um, and then of course everything goes to shit because, Hey, Dr. Hill has, you know, he's reanimated all the more corpses. And he can somehow like control them with his brain. <laughs> so he gets them to attack both Dan, Megan and West. Yeah. I, I do like the part where I think uh, Dr. West says something about like, I have a plan and Dr. Hill goes, yeah, well I do too. And then at that point, all of the, all of the corpses kind of sit up. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. It's like, you know, like Saturday morning cartoon stuff. It's awesome. But yeah, I mean, these things are all, all of them, right. All of them are basically you know, going after uh, Dr. West and Dan and Megan and, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, all of these dead fuckers, you know, yep. all kinds of, you know, all kinds of crazy shit going on here. Yeah. This, this last scene is interesting. It reminds me of both of the thing and the return of the living dead where you've got these corpses. And then at one point after West is like, in, like overdosed the uh, hill body and the hill body's got like entrails acting like <laughs> tentacles or worms yeah. or whatever yeah. attacking West. Like it's very crazy, this scene. Yeah. Um, but it's basically just an action set piece where, you know, we get uh, the final confrontation between Hill and West and Dan and uh, the zombies are going crazy and attacking all of our heroes. And 
they somehow come out on top, mostly just by running away. And then West gets the big hero moment where he injects, you know, his body, his body kind of explodes. And then West kind of sacrifices himself. Um, he can't escape. And then he ends up throwing what's left of his research and the reagents to Dan. Yeah. You know, and he then tells Dan him to grab his, yeah, tells him to grab his bag. I think his notes and stuff are in there. We don't actually see West die, but it's presumed that he dies just well, they, because they, he's trapped. They did by. do a sequel or two. So, um, you well, know. let's pretend those don't exist. Okay. Let's pretend, let's pretend exist. this is the only reanimator. So, so, you know, Megan got, you know, was able to get uh Dean to kind of, you know, realize, Hey, I'm still your daughter and help us. And so, you know, so we have, we have a, you know, a zombified Dean, you know, kicking some ass, you know, before he gets ripped apart. Just before because he gets ripped you know. apart. Yeah. The Dean honestly gets a rough hand this movie. Um, he seemed like a good guy. He was a huge asshole. Did his voodoo magic on him. And that's kind of, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff in this movie where if just like one thing didn't happen, the rest of this movie wouldn't have happened. And, you know, that's always a sign of a good movie because it makes almost everything that the character does both motivated and relevant to the plot. That's just solid writing. You know, this is a good movie. This is a well-written movie. Um, So after, you know, this action set piece happens, Dan and Megan run to the elevator. Megan gets caught by another zombie. Dan runs all the way across the hallway, grabs an axe, <laughs> comes back. Well, he's been gone for like 30 minutes at this point. Um, so he, he he still chops the arm off of the zombie. But because Megan's been strangled for the past like 10 minutes, she, she's dead. <laughs> Was it 10 minutes? It, it, it just felt like 10 minutes. No, I mean, yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, couldn't he have just, I don't know tackled the zombie to the ground pushed him out of the elevator instead let me run all the way across yeah let me break the the thing grab the axe and and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna uh chop off this dude's uh arm you know um but yeah i mean that yeah she gets strangled they they finally get up to whatever the next floor where all the people seem to be and they try to uh bring her back to life and well, they try to stabilize her, you know, or get uh, a mirror of the very first scene we see Dan in where he's performing CPR. Well, he's doing the um, the rhythmic heart press. I don't know what you call that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. that he did on the very first patient we saw him in, you know, like the second scene of the movie. You know, we get the, the exact same result. Megan is dead. And, you know, everyone leaves the room. And then Dan pulls out the reagent says i love you megan and then you know we cut to black as he's putting in the reagent into our neck i forgot this part this is a really cool scene it's a very dark scene so 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 this the what i am referring to is you know uh he goes to get the agent the scene turns dark and all you see is this is the agent this fluorescent you know green color and then and then you see it start to disappear and then it just cuts to, you know, that's it. Well, it's already cut to black. You see that depressed but, but, into but her the movie, body. Yeah, but the movie ends. Right. But we get a scream. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I actually, I, dude, I forgot this part. This is a cool little scene. It's a nice know? little flourish of the rest of the movie. It's a nice little bit of garnish. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, it's. But I also like this last scene because for West, it was kind of like this in intellectual pursuit or like this, you know, screw death. We can make it stop, um, you know, like it was, uh, you know, intellectually or academically motivated. But for Dan in that moment, the only thing driving him was just, you know, the fact that he loved this person. Yes. So, you know, there's this movie at the very end just says, well, there's two things that can make us do cr pretty crazy stuff. It's just the pursuit of knowledge and, you know, the pursuit of love. You know, it's smart. It's 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 a nice little capper to the movie and it makes it all the more like horrific. Even it's, it's good. I yeah. like this movie. No, I. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, I. I just uh, when I saw it originally, it was cool. And then I saw it again and I just uh, it was just one of those movies that I. I always felt like people would always they would always put it on their like top whatever. And I was just like, uh, you know. But it had been so long since I'd seen it and then rewatching it going, yeah, I liked it a lot more. It's funny. I, I, I normally don't do that. Normally, I, I think I like a movie. And then some years go by and I rewatch and I go, oh, God damn, what was I thinking? You know, I'm going the opposite on this, which usually just does not happen with me. Yep. I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this movie. I would 
I would absolutely recommend it to someone, um, especially anyone out there that is is a fan of, um, I, I guess, uh, you know, especially 80s, you know, 80s horror movies or just, you know, this kind of crazy, you know, crazy shit going on and, and mad scientist stuff, you know. Um, I think most people would, would dig this, you know? Um, so, but what about you? I mean, I know you liked it. Would you recommend it to anyone out there listening? Yeah, that's a good movie. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so cool. I think that's gonna, you anything want to add anything? We didn't talk about like the effects with the head and like, um, Dr. Hill's head really enjoying the bloodbath. Yeah. You know, which is a nice little touch. Yeah. Yeah, in, Um, In the tray. It's it's really disgusting. Why do you think? Do you think that he was drying out if he didn't have blood in I there? I think it was like an oxygen thing. I don't ah, know, man. I like that. Whatever. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was very gross and neat and cool. And a lot of this movie is not taking itself seriously at all. Like it's definitely kind of having its cake and eating it too when it comes to the mixing of the two genres of you know horror and comedy. Um, but uh, yeah, I think overall this movie works. Yeah. And if you have not checked it out and you would like to check it out, having us spoiled and talk <laughs> about the entire film, please do. It's good. And I think you'll like it. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, I guess that'll do it for uh, today's episode. Um, come back next week. We are going to be talking about a movie that I suggested. I don't think you had seen it before. Uh, it's uh, from 2015. It's called The Final Girls. Uh, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us at both Twitter and Instagram at Ear for Fear. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There you can purchase merch and stay up to date on current episodes as well as news and events. We hope you come back and get an earful. See you soon.